Your financial mission, should you choose to accept it, is to achieve financial clarity. New Intel suggests that bad financial actors are constantly filling the landscape with misinformation and other barriers and obstacles, leaving you with limited time to make the right choices for a successful financial future. To make things easier, we've chosen your team for you. Financial Commander Janine Theus will help lead you to success. As always, should you avoid the excellent guidance you're about to receive, you'll be disavowed. Also, this message will self-destruct in three seconds. Three, two, one. Thanks so much for joining us on another edition of Your Financial Mission, the show that's going to help you in case you're new around here. Learn about retirement and about your financial future and some of the best ways to prepare for all the different things that life and retirement are going to try and throw at us. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Janine Theus. She's the CEO and founder of Theus Wealth Advisors, your financial commander here on the show in Columbia and Howard County, office in that location. And you can come by and say hello anytime. Janine would be happy to chat with you. And you can find us online at Theus Wealth Advisors.com. Janine, how's life in your neck of the woods going these days? It's doing great. Uh, I think fall is finally here, and it's going to be a beautiful week, and then we'll go back to, you know, crappy and cold. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You get a little bit of that up and down, and then it just goes all down from there, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've got a great show on the way for today, and we're actually going to be breaking down an article that was in the Wall Street Journal recently. So this is a, you know, legitimate newspaper, legitimate article, not one of these articles, Janine, that's, you know, written on a website that is actually just written by another financial advisor pushing a particular product and that kind of thing. Those are out there all the time. This is a real article from, you know, a legitimate newspaper, the Wall Street Journal. And the headline is one I think that would grab anybody's attention that's gotten one of those flyers in the mail inviting you to some sort of dinner retirement seminar, something like that. It says, steak dinner and annuities, retirement product surges after fiduciary rules demise. It's a long title for an article, but basically it's tackling two large issues in this article, and it's pretty interesting to read, Janine, but one, it's kind of tackling this whole world of financial advisors inviting people to a steak dinner to try and sell them, in a lot of cases, something like an annuity, and also talking about this fiduciary rule that we'd heard for several months that then imploded before it got off the ground, and how now these products have started to surge once again since that fiduciary rule kind of went out of style. So what was your first reaction when you saw this article? And let's kind of unpack this so that listeners can kind of, you know, cut through the meat of what they're trying to get to here in the article. Yeah, it's a very good article in that it highlights a couple of great points. Unfortunately, it's a little bit all over the map, but let's tackle the DOL ruling first. The DOL ruling was supposed to create more of an environment of putting the client's interest first. That's what a fiduciary is. And so the DOL ruling, which was when they tried to pass it in 2015 under the Obama administration, was going to make banks, insurance companies, and brokerage firms, there are brokers at brokerage firms, they were trying to push them to be fiduciaries because they are not, even by the legal definition of what they do. So there was this ruling, but unfortunately the law itself, the way it was written, was never going to do that. It was never going to put the client's interest first. It was really kind of a handoff to trial lawyers. And so a lot of us were against it the way it was written. 
Now there's a, the SEC is coming back and saying, oh, we're going to write our own ruling. Well, that'll be great. But, you know, as, as anything else, if I mandate that all of you will be called X, it somewhat devalues the value of X. <laughs> so I'm not sure how you're going to establish the ruling. It's going to be very interesting because typically when they do that, it just involves a, a lot more paperwork. And I'm not sure that, as we'll discuss in today's talk, it's not going to diminish the number of fraud cases or cases that don't have suitability, that are not proper suitability for a client. But the article itself is interesting in that, yes, since they squashed the ruling, there's been an uptick, a pretty huge uptick in this number of annuities sold, and especially those that happen because people are attending these dinner seminars. So you've got a lot of advisors that are putting on the seminars and then getting people in. I thought in part of this article, what was interesting is the woman they used as the you know subject of an investor who attended a seminar. I love the quote because it's worth taking a look at. He was offering a meal, Miss Provost said, and I thought knowledge is power. <laughs> now, first off, if somebody's offering you something for free, <laughs> I'm not sure knowledge is what you're going to gain there necessarily. <laughs> <laughs> but Miss Prevost in the article is 65 years old. She's a retired tour bus driver, and she attended dinners, seminars from a couple of different salespersons. So one salesman convinced her to switch out of the annuity she had just bought to another annuity. Well, in the process of doing that, she's got steep penalties with surrender charges. This kind of a tactic is why some advisors, I call them the big dog advisors because, you know, they're very well marketed. Mark Edelman, Rick Edelman, Ken Fisher, who says he hates annuities. This is why they hate annuities, because they're sold as a product for a commission only, not in the best interest of the client. So she ends up incurring pretty significant surrender charges because of that. And that is not, obviously, a fiduciary move. But what's interesting is both of those salespersons, now they're listed as advisors, quote unquote, but both of salespersons had blemishes on their records. So before you go to a dinner seminar, you might want to look up <laughs> the person's <laughs> record on broker check because... Otherwise, that knowledge isn't so much power anymore, is it? That, that is exactly right. And that becomes a problem when somebody is selling you a product that doesn't take into account your entire plan. There may be a place for some annuities because they can act as a floor of income you cannot outlive and will never lose the principal. But they're not for everybody, and they're not good in every circumstance. And that's why there's a lot of stick and rudder by the industry to control some of this. And yes, with the DOL ruling kind of falling by the side of the road, we're going to see some more of these, I would call them quasi-fraudulent sales tactics. And that's what a lot of people have issues with. Now, if you listen to some of these radio shows and they talk about commissions, et cetera, let me just point out that every single insurance product, every single insurance product is a commissionable product. So it doesn't matter whether it's life insurance, long-term care insurance, auto and home insurance, health insurance, it's all commissionable. So to say, oh, somebody's going to get a commission on that is a false flag. It's just the industry. Now, if somebody's saying, I'm selling you this because I'm going to get a commission and I really don't care if it helps you, that's a problem. <laughs> right. and, and that's where I think the regulatory environment is trying to move toward to getting people to be acting in the client's best interest. But having said all that, 
I'd like to kind of go to kind of a side angle, if you will, because yes, the annuity piece is really important to understand, but there is also the issue of fraud. And just recently here in Maryland, and as recently as September, there were three men that were charged with a $364 million Ponzi scheme. So I am a little more concerned with people getting taken to the cleaners by fraudulent investment practices than I am about people having issues with annuities. Well, it says right in that article that, you know, the fiduciary rule, the one that kind of led to a lot of these proposed changes that then didn't end up happening, but the industry was still kind of left in that upheaval, it states in the article, the fiduciary rule wouldn't have prevented all unscrupulous sales practice, but maybe it forces brokers and salesmen to be more transparent about those commissions and fees and those kinds of things. So, But yeah, it comes out and says it right there that it wouldn't have done anything anyway to prevent the fraudulent actions of people out there. People are always going to find a way around the rules, and if they're going to do wrong, they're going to do wrong, right? That's exactly right. And so you really need to understand what it is you're signing. And I pretty much bend over backwards to make sure people understand what it is they're signing, because I'm more comfortable <laughs> if they're comfortable right. with that issue. And, you know, there's an example in this article where somebody, a younger person went to the chicken and steak and listened to a presentation and then was emailing the advisor with questions that the advisor would not answer. Well, so here's two parts to this. He's not going to answer in an email because emails can be used as evidence in a trial or a court case. He's not going to put you know anything in writing. But if she wanted to come in and talk with him, then he should be able to answer questions. And if you can't answer the questions, then you shouldn't sign anything. So that's a problem, too, because there are some pretty hard sales tactics used with some of these. And you really do have to look at what is this person's background and what is the focus of the business? Is it holistic planning or is it sales? So speaking of sales, you know, let's go back to the Ponzi scheme. These guys were using some pretty heavy tactics to get a lot of investors over a five-year period to invest in something called debt. And they lured, you know, investors through an elaborate web of lies, duping them to paying millions into the scheme. And it's called consumer debt portfolios. But the problem is, is if you were to ask for a statement, it wouldn't be clear to you what you were investing in. Hmm. And that should have been a trigger for a lot of people to start asking a lot of questions. What they were telling clients is they would make profits on these bundled debts, like debts owed to banks and credit cards, student loan lenders, vehicle financiers, you know, sold to companies, and then that attempt to collect the debt. Well, I don't know how you're supposed to make a profit on that. I don't know. I'm not that smart. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think like that. <laughs> how do I spin this to convince people they're going to make a profit on, you know, debt collection? But what they ended up doing was using $73 million of the investor's money to support their lavish lifestyles. So they bought high-end homes in Maryland, Texas, Nevada, and Florida, and luxury cars and boats and jewelry, and they gambled at the casinos. I mean, there's a pretty big record on these guys. And, you know, folks couldn't see what they were actually invested in. In fact, I talked with an advisor last Friday who said he tried to convince some folks that he knew not to invest with these guys because the statement was basically an Excel spreadsheet. It was not transparent. But they said, oh, no, 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 we know these guys. We know these guys. So turns out that couple lost $250,000. Wow. 
Wow. That's a huge loss. It's a lot of money. Yeah, mm. a lot of money if you're close to retirement. So luckily these guys were caught and one of them is going to get a 20-year prison sentence and the others are multiple 20-year sentences for fraud and money laundering and, you know, any number of other charges, racketeering. So the thing is, it's really important to understand what it is you're signing, how this quote-unquote investment fits into your overall strategy. And annuities are fine, but flipping annuities is not fine. And let me go back to just insurance companies. In general, insurance companies are very, very good at actuarial studies and at long, long-term investing. So an annuity might make sense in your situation if you want to not have market volatility in some of your portfolio and you want to make sure that you're never going to have the negative balance and you're never going to run out of money. There's a way to structure that. But it wouldn't. I would never advocate putting all of the money there, as some people will, because I don't think that's a wise option. And then you need to understand how the annuity works because there are a couple of different types of annuity. But a lot of times when things are sold, that doesn't happen. The yeah. client doesn't really understand how it works. Well, it's pretty interesting as you get to the bottom of this article, and we could talk about, you know, sales tactics and these dinner seminars, and are they worth going to or not, and what's the validity of the different types of ways you can get educated in the financial world. We've done that on other podcasts, and we certainly will do it again in the future, but I thought this was maybe a good place to end on, Janine, get your final thoughts on this, is the quote from, you know, one of the people in this article. This is not the one that you mentioned earlier. This is somebody who was in North Dakota and basically went to a seminar at the suggestion of her father. Now, this is one thing that's interesting. This lady's 38 years old, and now her father's, you know, much older of retirement age. And so she's much younger listening to, you know, this presentation in a room that she admits mostly, you know, older folks in there with her. And she said she later tried to, this is the one you were talking about, who tried to get the answers via email, yada, yada, yada. And she said, I felt bullied into doing something I wasn't ready to do. And if you at any point in time in working with a financial advisor are starting to feel bullied, that should be just the biggest major red flag you can imagine because that should not be how those meetings and those conversations go. That is exactly right. At any time, if you feel bullied. Now, there's a little bit difference if you're having a conversation with somebody like sometimes I will challenge people (laughs) about their assumptions of how things work. But I would never try to bully somebody into buying something because that's not how financial planning and advisor advisory services works. That's a strong sales. You know, I would have alarms going off yeah. in that situation because that should definitely never happen. And again, if you don't understand it, if it isn't explained at least conceptually how it works, because there are a lot of moving parts in an annuity, then don't sign it. Don't sign anything you don't understand. And yes, I realize that some people are very good at sales techniques, but especially for women, you should never accept that kind of bullying abuse. But to drive home the point of how these things are so different and apply to such different people, the article ends with saying that that lady's father still works with that advisor and holds the exact type of annuity she felt she was being bullied into because it worked probably for his situation. And because he's in a totally different phase of life. And so it just kind of underscores that. Yeah. I mean, and there are, you know, again, there are places for annuities. There are tax advantages. And here's something to just keep in mind. If you are purchasing an annuity, it's for a specific reason. 
And usually when you purchase a guarantee, the rate of return is not the issue. It's the guaranteed income that you're going to receive at some point in time. So it's a different product, if you will, or a different strategy than a portfolio and the expectation of how a portfolio should work. A lot of times these things are sold or those definitions are intermingled. And so it's very difficult. I've seen some cases where somebody was sold six different annuities. And when I asked why he had so many, he had no idea. And this is a professional. And I think that was another thing in, you know, when you look at some of these cases, you've got a lot of doctors, lawyers, others, you know, that were sold some of these things and they don't understand really how they work. It's not what they do. Yeah. So it's a good point. It's, um, you know, the dinner seminars have been around for a long time and it is a way to meet new clients or potential new clients. But if you're attending one, you know, be very careful about what it is that's being offered. Yeah, not all seminars and workshops are created equal by any stretch of the imagination. Right, right. So, important. All right, well, very good. Thank you, Janine, for walking us through this article. By the way, if you're interested in reading this, we're going to put a link to this on the blog post of today's episode. So you can click on the link in today's description, go to the blog post to you know kind of read up some more on this topic. I will warn you, they did put the article behind a paywall, this Wall Street Journal article. So if you don't have a subscription to Wall Street Journal, you may not be able to read the whole thing. But if you do, you'll be able to kind of you know read it in case you missed it in that recent posting. So go check it out. Maybe they'll have removed it behind the paywall by the time you know you go around to listening to this episode and going to check it out. But we'll have a link there just in case if you want to go see it. Janine, thanks for the help as always. And we'll have another great show next time around. Thank you so much, Walter. We appreciate it. That's Janine Theus. This is your financial mission. And again, if you need any help with your financial plan, you've got questions about like what we talked about on the show today. Maybe you've gone to some of these dinner seminars before and you're not sure if you were getting true planning or just being pitched that you know particular product. Well, you're not sure. Maybe you felt bullied before. And you want to double check, hey, was this person, like Janine said, is this person just you know, giving me some valid pushback or was I being bullied into this situation? Janine can help you kind of break those situations down. Make sure that you have not gotten into something that's you know, over your head or frustrating or confusing for you. You can get in touch through the website, theuswealthadvisors.com. That's theuswealthadvisors.com. Or always you can call 443-718-6311. That's 443-718-6311. Thanks for joining us, and we'll talk to you next time on Your Financial Mission. 